everyone. I trust that you are all doing well. Welcome back to yours, mine, and the truth. It's been a while since we had an episode, but this one uh, came about. You know me. My name is Travis Woloshin, uh, and this is a podcast uh, about the texts of my youth and a reevaluation of their merit. And today we're going with the uh, the path often tread, uh, in which I mean, this is our this is our Beatles episode, all right? Uh, yeah, people have talked about the Beatles to death, as we're going to uh, do a bit more today as well. And we talk about how, yeah, people do talk about the Beatles a lot, and they have, and it's almost to the point where what can you do to talk about them? But in a way, there it's it's almost kind of come full circle, where it's like. A lot of people know, like, what's the point in talking about the Beatles? And, you know, there's even some younger kids out there who say, who gives a fuck about the Beatles? So, maybe there is a spot for this. For today's episode, and that's what we're doing, we're going to be looking at the White Album in particular. And my podcast partner, Johnny Hedgepath, from our other show, who you'll hear, we'll mention it a couple times here. It's on the Poem Podcast Network. You've heard it, I'm sure. You'll love it. Gideon, guys. um, He had this idea that we try to shrink down the, the White Album into a tight, uh, it's a famously a double album uh, by the Beatles, uh, <coughs> excuse me, and try to shrink it down to uh, uh, a, a single a single LP. And uh, I've always loved the Beatles. Um, I'll talk a bit about it. I mean, just like anybody else, I've, it's always been around. And this gives me an, an excuse to bring back uh, the, the guy, the draw, our biggest draw here on Yours, Mine, and the Truth, the guy who is, who is responsible for still the the one that you guys have listened to the most, uh, episode three of Yours, Mine, and the Truth, my uh, old friend uh, Ted McCoy, uh, he's awesome, and we talked about the Beatles back when we first met, and we, you know, in one form or another, they've come up every now and again in our conversations, uh, as well as you know, just like anything. Uh, so it's great to have them. It's great to have the three of the uh, of us together because this is uh, you know one of. Uh, as I said, Johnny's my podcast partner, but he's also become one of my best friends over the last uh, couple of years. And it's somebody uh, who have been, yeah, another one who's been one of my best friends for a um, much longer time. Uh, so, yeah, uh, not much more else to say about it. Uh, I'll say something else on the on the way out that I think is an interesting achievement that we pulled off here. Um, but, uh, yeah, until then, I hope you guys enjoy. This is uh, our take on the White Album, on Yours, Mine, and the Truth.
Only through meditation can we begin to understand our role. We're nothing but grains of sand. That was freaking transcendental, Paul McCartney. Don't you agree, John Lennon? Yes, Dewey Cox. With meditation, there's no limit to what we can imagine. What do you think, George Harrison, of the Beatles? I don't know, you know, I'm just trying to get some more songs on the album. And as Ringo Starr, I'm not so interested in meditation. I just like to have fun. <laughs> I like the little one. It's so dark in this tent, you know. It reminds me when we, the Beatles, the four Beatles, mm. to us. From Liverpool. Yeah, we are from Liverpool. Liverpool. We used to play those dark clubs in Hamburg. You remember that ball? Of course I do. I booked them. I'm the leader of the Beatles. But I have to say, I like your stuff. It's pretty good, and uh, most of your records I really enjoy. Well, we're big fans of your records, too. We like to think that Hard Day's Night is our guiltiest charge. Great record. Excellent album. We learned a lot from it. Great record. Well, we're real big fans of y'all. Huge fans. You guys are almost as good as the monkeys. You guys are great. I think I might adjourn to another dimension and take some LSD. You care to join me? Yeah, let's do that. Care to join us for some LSD, do we? It's mm. good for you. It, by scientists, it is. Lysergic. <sighs> Gotta check with headquarters. Mom, Dewey Cox. Think you might enjoy it. Open up your mind to new experience, a new level of consciousness like we do, because we are the Beatles. Why don't you just let him decide if he wants to take LSD, he'll take it. He doesn't have to listen to you. You're not the boss of him. Don't tell me what to say and what not to say, Paul McCartney. I'm sick of you being so dark when I'm so impish and whimsical. I'm sick of it. Hey, everyone, I'm I've got a brand new mantra, hmm? Mm, Paul's a big fat cunt. <laughs> Don't know why you're doing <laughs> levels my songs, you know. I just, I just sit here while my guitar quietly whimpers. Well, you are the quiet one, so why don't you shut the fuck up? I've got a song about an octopus. Jam it up your ass. You're lucky we still let you play drums. Mm. Wow. Seems like there's a rift happening between the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if your songs will still be shit when I'm 64. Great song. No! Stop it! You stop fighting! Oh, Beatles, please stop fighting here in India. Oh, He's let, let him go. Let him work it out. Okay, everyone. Welcome back to Yours, Mine, and the Truth. My name is Travis Voloshin, and it has been a while. And I am here for a very special episode with two of my uh, dearest friends uh, to talk about a band that, you know, not a lot of people talk about. And not a lot of people have talked about over the years. Uh, we'll talk a bit about that and, like, why why we're going to talk about uh, the Beatles and the White Album today. Uh, well, first, I'll introduce somebody who I just uh, was talking to er hours earlier today for our other podcast that we do on this uh, the, here, the Fine, the Fine Twam Podcast Network. And that is uh, my buddy, and that's a show, Gideon Guys, where we look at the show Legends of Tomorrow. This is my buddy, Johnny Hedgepath. Johnny, how are you? I'm doing good, doing good. Yeah, I can imagine a couple of you know older white guys talking about the Beatles, and we're breaking yeah. new ground. Yeah. Surprise! Wow, get excited, everyone. The kids are like everyone on Twitch though, because we're hip. Because we're there's the first time we're trying, I'm trying to do a live podcast here, so this this will be fun too. And I'm here with uh, so yeah, Johnny's one of my. Uh, dearest friends and uh, one of my more recently become one of my uh, closest friends uh whereas this is one of my uh closest friends who i've known for for quite a bit longer i got to see him uh, over the holidays lives in calgary right now he's a professor at university of calgary he's uh, an author he's awesome i love his work he's a great guy and he's my buddy and he's a returning guest uh, i should mention 
still the the highest numbers for yours mine the truth it came from our three sides to every story uh episode uh welcome back ted mccoy ted how you doing bud i'm good travis thanks um so it's a good clue for you that we should be talking about extreme and not the beatles but <laughs> yes. make this slight deviation today yeah, yeah. To, uh, uh, yeah, well, uh, and that's the other thing. We, we, we have both. Uh, I don't think our top fives have changed in the last, since the last time I had we had you guys on. I'm sure you guys have been thinking about it nonstop. Like, oh, I should have gone back from with on my my top five extreme. Like, you guys are probably up late at night rethinking <laughs> the choices you gave me, right? Oh, okay. oh to, 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 oh, completely, <laughs> man. Okay, great, uh, I great. mean. <laughs> It haunts me. It yes. haunts me because I had to break the rules. That's right. You did. Uh, uh, Teddy did too. A couple of uh, both okay. of you guys. Uh, yeah. uh, anyways, well, what we're going to do today, like as I said, we're going to talk about the Beatles. But this is I want to give credit to to Johnny here. I said I would. This was his idea. Um, to talk about a band from like everybody's youth, right? This is a show where I reevaluate the text on you, but everybody just grew up with the Beatles. They're just always around, whether you wanted it to be or not. I think, and I think how much you got into them beyond that kind of surface level of of just what was always around kind of depended on you know kind of what what, the way you uh, grew up right because we all grew up in post Beatles world right uh Mm -hmm. Johnny when were what what year were you born 1970 so all right so there you go wow I grew up grew up in a household with Beatles music and a uh, old hippie music uh, teacher at my at my grade school who where mm-hmm. we sang Beatles songs and had and learned we learned about the history of the Beatles in ah, school. That's so, cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was always and and for me it was you know I, I'm sure I had uh, things like there was things like that where we would like look at uh, certain songs and dissect them and they were in music classes and stuff like that. But it's just always around. It's just like it's just there. It's just part of the uh the culture um but i i think it was around probably yeah 10th 11th grade 10 11 and 12 is when i want i personally started uh digging into the kind of like the complete albums and the maybe lesser known tracks that weren't around all the time uh ted what about you when did you start getting into the beatles beyond um it just being there you know being just like you know songs and commercials and everything um it was uh junior high for me but i i had like a very limited access to to beatles songs like i had like the red and the blue albums like the compilations on on tape yeah um and then as a i remember when those were real released is that around the time when you would have got them because i would have bought the the cds i remember those those got a re-release sometime in the 90s um I guess. I don't know yeah. if it would have been like a re-release or just like I just had them. Maybe someone mm-hmm. even taped them for me, but I was aware that there was like a red one and a blue one like yeah. early and late. Um, and then my parents had the white album on vinyl, but we didn't have a record player. So I'd like look at it because um, we had one. My dad's stereo, like he was not into music. So it's like it was non-functioning. So I had it and I would look at it and like look at the art and stuff. But I, wow. I was aware of it, but didn't really get into the white album until I bought it on CD, like probably after I knew you. Hmm, crazy. Which would have been like the reissue in like '98, I think. Yeah, I remember. Uh, so, so Johnny, you had it all around, and and like, but was there mm-hmm. a time when you uh, kind of just really dug in? Oh yeah, it was. Well, it was high school, mm-hmm. and it was it was one of those weird things where everyone in our, our group of friends we all we all like we all liked the dead we we're all deadheads but everyone had their favorite band 
So my friend Al's band was Led Zeppelin. My friend Theo's band was, was Floyd. My friend Gordon's band was, yes, I was the Beatles guy in our group. And I was going to these, um, uh, these, these record stores finding uh, weird bootleg tracks on wax and stuff at the now and then records uh, shop. I, I went hardcore deep every document. And then the, the, the 20th anniversary of the summer of love uh, I'm 17 and it's everywhere. And mm-hmm. uh, so many documentaries, so many books uh, that I was getting into. Um, my good friend, Ken, Kent Osborne, who I've talked about, he as well. The Osborne's. Yeah. He, he as well. Super huge Beatles fan. He's the guy who showed me the Ruddles when it was hard to find. Right a copy of the Ruddles in the mid eighties. And cool. so I was hardcore into the Beatles. That was when, you know, if, I, if I'm scouring record stores looking for bootlegs, mm-hmm. you know, of Hamburg and shit, yeah, 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 yeah. I was all in. Cool. Yeah. No, I th- I was, oh, you mentioned the Ruddles. I think my first exposure to the Beatles was probably Sesame Street through the, the Beatles, the guys who were doing letter B like, and that's why I like, Oh yeah. Okay. This is uh, a parody of another band who I, who I, you know, who I can't remember hearing the first song. I can remember hearing that probably before I remember hearing the Beatles. Um, but yeah. Uh, so what, so Johnny had this great idea. Uh, uh, I, I think and, me- and real quick, I got to give credit for, this is something that has been bubbling in my mind since that time. Mm-hmm. when I read this Beatles biography and the story went that George Martin approached them and said, you know, this thing is really bloated and full of a lot of horse shit. Why don't we cut this down to just one album? I think we'd really have something. Uh-huh. And they told him to go fuck himself. Yeah. And, and, and like more power to them because if uh, I, and, and I get what we're doing and I can see how this, this is a tight little package. I, and this might, I think as I've got, as I've got older, I think my favorite, uh, Ted and I were, were texting about this off, off uh, air here is I think, my favorite album by the Beatles altogether now is Abbey Road, but I would um, this would be my Desert Island disc because just because you get so much bang for your buck kind of thing, right? Even with uh, warts and all, kind of, does that uh, anybody feel somewhat similar? You don't it doesn't have to be Abbey Road, but just in terms of like an album that just has it has something for everybody more than anything else of any other. Uh, uh, Johnny, first, what do you think? Um, I, I get sick of it pretty quick. Uh, I don't think a lot of this, uh, there's a lot of the filler of this doesn't hold up. Okay. If I was on Desert Island, I would just listen to Rubber Soul over and over again. That's mm. yours, Teddy. I might actually agree with you, Travis, that yeah. there's, there's so much here that, you know, you can go like loud, quiet, weird, not weird, mm-hmm. that it might be the best choice. Yeah. You know, like there's no good choice because you'll leave everything out, but. Mm-hmm. If you if you only could pick one, I, I might agree with you and choose yeah. the white apple. Yeah, yeah. If you want to scare away the cannibals and the headhunters like it was Gilligan's Island, you right. you need Revolution Number Revolution Nine. Died, exactly. <laughs> Which as I, I'm I'm hoping we at all made our cuts. No, okay. So let's uh, let's get to this. We'll go through a track by track here in the actual um, the actual listing here, uh, and yeah, we start with so. Okay, it is a controversial term that 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 you know I, I don't think it's that controversial. Ted and I both seem to agree, uh, but when we talk to other people, they get a little razzled about the the the, the term "stone cold classic" uh, and what makes a stone cold classic. And and I think it it refers to a song that just doesn't matter if you love it or hate it, 
it's just it's out of your hands it's just something that that went into the ether and is um you know it transcended you know what i mean um and i think this song ha or this album has three uh on it and i think uh, apple actually got the stars right with the with the three of them i think some people might make an argument for this first one which is the opening track which is back in the ussr um i don't really need to play it because we all know it i i, I mean I, does it make your cut, Ted? For an SCC? No, no, not for SCC. No, is this oh. gonna? Is this on your white album? Is it on the record? Yeah, SCC. Of course, Johnny. Johnny. Stone Cold Steve Austin says, "I know you always do this." That the Stone Cold classics are just cluttering up classic rock radio or making it true. fucking boring. That's a funny thing about uh, 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 thinking about. Or I heard uh, recently. I listen to Time Crisis a lot that uh, on Apple Music that we're kind of I'm shelling shilling for here, and they, they were talking about how uh, classic rock radio doesn't play that much Beatles. No, um, they don't. With the exception of like something like Come Together or um, I don't know, maybe A Day in the Life you'll hear every now and again, but it's it doesn't have that. Classic rock is really like 1970 onward mm -hmm. on times of radio. Um, uh, and yeah, I don't think nothing from this album I, I could imagine here on, on classic rock. But uh, okay, back in the USSR, does it make your cut, Johnny? Oh, back in the USSR, back in the USSR doesn't just make my cut. Like I, we, we talked about this, I was switching around the order. Here's two. Here's the one. The two I don't switch around. I think it's the the best kickoff is back in the USSR and Dear Prudence. I kept them as my opening two tracks on my. I can understand that. All right, are you guys ready for the first bone? Back in the USSR does not make my list. I, I'll i tell you why. Uh, I think we, we see different types of their sense of humor uh, here. And even, I can remember, even as a teenager when I first heard this, I knew they were, this is meant to be jokey. And I never thought it was funny. I've never thought it, I thought it was cute. I think there's stuff that they do when they do, a, there's a take they do on different uh a different type of band later that I think is uh, a little stronger. The music is there. It's a great, it's a really good song. Um, I just think if we're going to, I think, like I said, uh, we'll get to it later, but there's stuff when they're doing different bands styles uh, that isn't as jokey that I think uh, works a little better. I've never loved this song. I, I know it's crazy, but uh, go ahead and tell me why I'm crazy. You guys. If you don't mind, uh, if I'm going to put together a Beatles album, I need at least one song that is doing Chuck Berry because mm -hmm. that, that, that yeah. there's a whole lot of Chuck Berry and they're making fun of early vapid Beach Boys lyrics. Right. So yes, I know. I know. And, and, it, and I got it, that it, right away. But like the, and it Georgia's, it does rock, but Georgia's on my mind. It, it never made me laugh. It's never made me laugh. I just think that's, I just think it's, I think it's, it aged, it's never made it's me aged, laugh. It's either. aged worse. It's aged worse than than some of the other stuff on this album. I think. I didn't. I, I never thought it was supposed to be like ha ha funny. Yeah. I, I just uh, there's times when they are cheeky. I, I think it's meant. Well, it's meant to be cheeky, and I, I just it never it's never worked with me. Ted, you've been conspicuous in your silence. What do you think? I don't know. I'm not like I. I don't have it as a Stone Cold classic. I no. It's um. My issue is that the Beatles don't do loud all that well. And so it's like, this is kind of like a loud track, like Helter Skelter. And it's, it's like, kind of like, 
Paul doing Little Richard over like a very loud track. And it's, it's a bit affected for me. Um, although I still, kept, I still kept it on the record, like, cause I, I, I like it, but I, I know what you're saying, but I also know what Johnny's saying. Like, it's, I know, I know. It, I, I was, it works. It has a lot of loud. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Cause here's where I do. I'll say right away. I do agree with you that dear prudence is a killer opening. Uh, uh, feels more like an opening. Um, like back in the USSR, it's like, don't forget about us, but we're being kind of whatever. You remember, we've got that Chuck Berry uh, kind of sound, but we're still kind of like, what? Their guys are making fun of the Beach Boys in the cell. They're, they're aware of current events. And then it comes in with with uh, Dear Prudence. And uh, I'll, I'll skip ahead a bit here. This is my opening track. This is my uh, side one, track one. Uh, even with Even though you get a bit of that... Uh, of the fade out that you get at the end of back in the USSR. Um, you could almost say it sounds like you're, you're putting on a kettle, right? It's like the start of a song. I love this song. I think it's a really good, it does have that, uh, as you had mentioned, Johnny, it still feels like an opening and it kind of welcomes everyone in. I think this works um, fine as an opening track without the uh, back in the USSR um, because it is such a, it's still kind of a welcome you to the thing. And it, I like the instrumentation excuse me, instrumentation builds. Uh, and it's just kind of like, all right, here that this feels less like this felt feels like a step forward from them. Whereas back in the USSR is doing what they, they already knew how to do um, or that they'd already shown that they knew how to do. Um, and that's why that's number one reason why I, or, or why I'm okay with it being uh opener. And yeah, it makes my cut. Uh, Ted, does dear prudence make your cut? Yes, I, I bumped it down to three, but it's it's one of my favorite songs on the record. Definitely, it makes the cut. Yeah. Um, it's it's got like that. I think it's a step forward for them. They they have like a like a like a blissed out kind of. I mean, this is like the India thing that we open up with the walk hard clip. But like, yeah. there is like that influence throughout the record of like like a laid back um, sort of strung out feel, which you don't really have on Sgt. Pepper, mm -hmm. and it's not a magical mystery tour. Um, so it feels new and you're just like, oh, this is a good sound. And it's, you, you come back to it like several times throughout the record. Um, and the lyrics are great. Everything about it was great. So yeah, obviously it's on my cut. Mm -hmm. Johnny? And, and as oh, far yeah, as the song goes. Oh yeah, you already said, yeah, you got your one and two. Mm -hmm. As far as the song goes for me, it's at the time, this has a bit more of the San Francisco sound, which is what I like. This is that the slow loping build. I mean, I'm a deadhead, dude. This is the, this is the mm -hmm. slow loping build to the explosion of come out to play. Boom. That's when the yeah, lights hit. I love it. I, mean, I love it. I, a Jerry Garcia band used to cover Dear Prudence and it was always amazing. Yeah. Because it, it it's, like it lends itself to that sort of slow sloping psychedelia. It was a shorter uh, version, though, great. right, Johnny? Shorter oh, version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you like, if you like, in a good nine-minute version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I think. Like, uh, who would you say? Uh, like, okay, I'm not. I'm not listening to. I I, I. I feel like I've told this story in some version um, before. I remember just before my my daughter was born. I said I, I was listening to. Still, I had my ear to the ground, trying to listen to what was new and fresh, and thought as a. As a teacher, I have a responsibility. Oh, responsibility. My, my, my finger on the pulse, right? And I'm never <laughs> going to change when I have my my daughter. And and uh, and I, I swear to God, it was like three months after she was born. My I finally downloaded new music, and it was Huey Lewis and the News Sports. So that and it's been like that nonstop. Like I've really stopped listening to new music. 
but uh, to some extent, like uh, Ted and I talk about, we love uh, Lana Del Rey and I love Haim and Vamp Vampire Weekend or bands that I'm still interested in. But to me, what would you think is a modern influence from Dear Prudence? A more modern. Uh, a band, you mean? Mm -hmm. sure, well, see, I, I could go anything into, I don't know who's the hip, cool, young jam band now. But yeah. this is this this is a fish tune. This is, a, I mean, okay. this is what it feels like. It's a, it's a fish tune. Not so much widespread panic, but I mean, it, but fish has been around forever now as well. So I don't, I don't know who the young hip thing is. Yeah, Teddy, who do you hear um, here? Mm, I don't know, like like eighties and nineties REM, like without the loud REM. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, that it's more like a vibe than than yeah. like. A yeah, directly yeah. translated sound but yeah and radiohead i was gonna say like this is like yeah. you're kind of doom 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 that that that's super uh the radiohead kind of vibe i was getting there too yeah i love dear prudence uh here we go glass onion um does not make my cut johnny thumbs down as well thumbs down as well teddy i kept it oh, oh all right I've always liked it because I like self-referential things when the Beatles do them. And right. And I mean, this is like the song. ultimate like meta Beatles song. And I like the vibe of it. I like the sound of it. All right. Um, so, uh, okay. it That's it. Okay. Interesting. Because there's a song on, on this album later. I think I can think you can keep one of. Uh, I th like, think there's a couple songs here that depends on whether or not how much into the, that vibe you are. Where if you, But if you want to keep the vibe uh one or the other i think this song is there's one or the other on this album and i kept the other one uh and i i, I already know that you didn't keep uh the one yeah. from uh previous uh discussions um i i i i love i i really mark out for um paul is dead stuff i loved that i remember that was one of the i was more into that before i was getting into the deep cuts like trying to find all the the clues and things about that i loved that shit our teacher time. taught us that that's hilarious. That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, that's awesome. Is your teacher the the guy with long hair from Freaks and Geeks? That's she was a lady. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Her name was her name was Mrs. Chrisman, and she was our music teacher from kindergarten all the way through halfway through the eighth grade, where she left suddenly and was replaced. We're not quite sure what happened, but it might have had to do with she was willing to let us sing whatever we wanted as long as she could get the lyrics approved and didn't cool. care and. I mean, she sang in a high operatic voice too, uh, long straight hair, just right out of the early seventies. And we did Ozzy's Crazy Train, and you haven't heard anything till you've heard you heard Mrs. Christman going "Going for a Ride," and it was right <laughs> around after then that she was gone. I think that had something to do with her not wanting to be censored or something. Well, or at least yeah. I like to think that's yeah, it. I'd like to think, or, or she just had, you know, probably did too many drugs. And uh... No, she was strange. <laughs> okay, okay. she, she was a Jesus. I think she was like one of the Jesus freak uh, ah, uh, old hippies. She was uh, right. wonderful. So for those of you keeping score at home, it's two for two, two to keep back in the USSR, three to keep dear prudence, two to keep, uh, two to not keep and what, and one to keep glass on you. I was, uh, the one abstaining from back in the USSR. And then we go into, uh, as we're seeing here, is the, the first, um, uh, you see the star there from Apple Music, the first Stone Cold classic on the album, Oh Bloody, Oh Blada. You think you have to keep it on, you just got to find a place for it. That's what I did. Johnny. Oh, I, that was the first one I kicked off my list. Uh, yeah, it doesn't like the Stone Cold classics. Teddy? 
Stone Cold Classics, it's it's stupid. It's I mean, the only thing worse than this is Maxwell's Silver Hammer. No, no, I think it's a it's it's an album. It's a song that only they could write. Um, Ted, does it make your cut? Yeah, it makes my cut. I mean, I, I put it up second just after my opener because I like it so much. So it's like I open loud with Helter Skelter. I know we're going to go through this after, but open mm-hmm. loud with Helter Skelter. And then, and then Oladio Bladak. Oh, my gosh. I like it. Because I think um, it's Paul's best song on the record. Really? Wow. I do, interesting. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Mm. It's oh, it's such a oh, and Johnny, you talk about uh, watching wrestling through younger people's eyes these days. Listening to this this song uh, with my daughter in the room is the best. It's the best. I'm sure it is. I'm it's sure it is. I I just I've never cared much for it. Yeah. All for me, right. it's like everything that's good about Paul McCartney. Like when he swings for the fences and hits it out of the park, he's like he's so good. And he's mm-hmm. like he's optimistic and he's like happy. Mm-hmm. And and I know like John hated it and said it was like granny music and. <laughs> you know, didn't didn't want to do it, but like, I don't know. I think Paul's instincts were spot on sometimes for like yeah, I, I what, what was like good and sounded good and was like a single and you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Paul's as uh, uh, is he's ended up kind of being my favorite within the Beatles, and then maybe has the well, I, I mean, he's he's just able to produce more. And and had more talent than than the other guy who's still alive. So I think just like total uh, post, uh, I think he's he's produced. Hey, uh, Ringo I, like... Ringo bagged Barbara Bach. I so know we've talked not, about this. Let's, let's, let's not... <laughs> not on record though. Let's, let's not say. Uh, I mean, let's not let's Different. not discount his talent. I mean, maybe his talents lie elsewhere. All right. Um, all right. We'll, we'll talk about Ringo's uh, drumming uh, later. Uh, but Wild Honey Pie, it's off, not on my record. Nope. Uh, no. Nope. Easy, easy cut. cut. Not a little less said about the little. And okay, here comes another song where I think th- there's another similar um, thing where I I feel like you either pick one or the other. And it's the continuing story of Bungalow Bill. Does not make my cut. Uh, this is a John uh, kind of telling. It's kind of like it feels like a Rudyard Rudyard Kipling kind of like pith helmet type uh, uh, kind of children's story with captain marvel and yoko screeching no yeah, no thank yeah. you not for you no didn't make nope. it teddy <laughs> yeah no i cut it and it's yeah. funny because like when i was like a teenager i liked this song and when i was younger i liked it and then now i just find it like i don't i don't even play it when i play the record i'm just like ah not, not <laughs> yeah. for me. Yeah, it's kind of like if you ever if you ever discover john lennon's book that he did in the 60s like his book of illustrations and and when you're a teenager, you're like, this is the best thing ever. And you're like, I did. Fun. I did. I read his poetry. Yeah. I was yeah. a John guy as yeah. a teenager. We all kind of go later that. What a terrible person he was. Yeah, yeah. You think John's the coolest. And that song kind yeah. of falls into that. And, and you're just like, he's so funny. And he's like irreverent and blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, now you're like older than John was. And you're like, yeah. no, it's it's not for me. It's, yeah. it's, it's too obvious. Yeah, and then uh, uh, next comes the uh, the second Stone Cold classic on the album, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Of course, it's on there. I, I can understand people saying this is the best song in the album. Um, it's my track, too. I, I open with Dear Prudence and then go boom right into uh, this just beast of a song. Um, it's got Eric Clapton on it. I know, Johnny, I know you're not a big fan of Eric Clapton's music, but as a person, no, 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 person no, no. you're a big fan of his. Yeah, that's it. You know, Expand I, I, on I, that. I, I, you like I've his never politics. much cared. I've never much cared for his guitar playing, but you know he's got things to say, Travis. And uh... 
God. Between him and Van Morrison, I'm just like, well, that's just great. Now I can't yeah. enjoy those guys anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, but of course, this is one of the best songs they've ever did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's and Travis, similarly. Now, while I kept back in the USSR as my kickoff because he wanted to start hard with a rock and roll classic sound, mm-hmm. it's back in the USSR, Dear Prudence, While My Guitar Gently Weaves. I think they go wild. Together. Interesting, interesting. That I think so too. Oh man, it sounds so nice uh, coming uh, right afterwards, coming in hot. Uh, Teddy, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's a, it's a monster song. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it it transcends the band in, in some ways. Like, it's, it's huge. And it was um, really like. Uh, kind of like him just kind of really uh, he had been taking his uh, kind of uh, smaller steps with the other album uh, not smaller steps but this is this is when he's when he's kind of going out on his own um he's kind of taking risks but this is just balls to the wall like yeah kind of you're saying like it's got everything um anything else you want to say sorry i cut you off a bit there i get excited no it's okay i mean I don't, what else can you say i mean it's, I un, un, it's untouchable i yep. mean there's, there's this there's like the the acoustic version that's on the anthology which is also killer mm. it's like it's stripped down it's an amazing song uh, built up it's amazing like it's you know it, it's tough to like point to much else in their in their catalog which is as good so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i agree uh all right so right after that comes another uh big song of theirs another well one that's uh, it's it's got a, a bit of a reputation over the years i think uh uh well our happiness is a warm gun for me uh yeah for sure it's on there i love this is the type of um this i like um them doing that kind of take on doo-wop this i like this more than the take on the Beach Boys in the in the beginning. It's like when I hold you, like uh, that that does it for me, right? Because it's so dark. It's a song about heroin, right? Um, I I when I was first, get, I guess it's more of college years. This is this is probably my my favorite Beatles song for a while, just because it's like, oh, the Beatles are singing about heroin. Oh my god, you're on heroin because this song yeah. stinks. Yeah, I love this song. Uh, does it make it for you? No. Wow, like crazy. Nope. Wow, Teddy. Oh yeah, I love it too. Yeah, yeah so this is like like my second or third favorite song on the record. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I I just think it's so, um, it, it's got the right amount of, of darkness to it that only that only he could really do. He's the only he's the only one who could proper proper do a proper level of darkness. Um, and I think it's because for I don't know why, but. Ahead, it, it wasn't my immediate like when i was like here's my immediates that i'm knocking off like honey pie and the others but when i when I started thinking about it i was like it's not like i hate it but as far as if you were gonna do the whole a take on a genre thing i much prefer paul's chuck berry little richard sure. stuff see that's than what i get to, the, then to the screaming doo-wop stuff mm-hmm. and that's what i'm saying i mean um it's like i i can see how you'd like one take on uh, you know a pastiche of sorts um than the other and i think that that comes down to it like yeah do you want to hear a chuck berry song or do you want to hear somebody or them kind of riffing on doo-wop with uh with uh this type of like heavy heavy track uh, i think it's pretty influential too though like the way it sounds and the way it changes directions which is kind of yeah. different for like 1968 mm-hmm. you know like you think of like paranoid android or something like that in the way right. it's like well that does something else and i know like yeah. Warm Gun is like stitched together. It's like two different songs or different ideas put together in one song. But it's it's kind of a cool thing for 1968 to just be like, and now it's something else. And it started yeah, here. Because, here. yeah, we can't, like, this is, 
the White Album is known for them being experimental. And this is, I mean, I think, I mean, you know, I think an experiment that works, but I think we, if we're going to capture this, uh, we can't leave all the experimental shit off. You know what I mean? Like there's some stuff that if it's experiments, there's going to be stuff that doesn't work. And there's stuff that we're going to wild honey pie is a quick 52 seconds. Like that's a cut before we uh, press play. Um, but, but uh, yeah, it's uh, like one of those things. If you, if you, if you think the experiment works, then it works. But uh, if you're not into it, you're not into it. Martha, my dear, unless you want to talk anymore about happiness as a one gun. Yep. Martha, my dear, I adore. This is uh, the Paul uh, that I love. Song about his dog. This song feels the most 70s on the album, I think, even though this is coming out in uh, 68. Um, I love the piano. I love the sound. I think this is, he's so, this feels so effortless for him to to put together something like this. Um, uh, I think he's got, we talk, this isn't him swinging for the fences as much, where it's just him just kind of, maybe it is kind of granny music a bit more, um, but he just does it so well. Um, I love it. Uh, Ted, we'll go to you first. You know, I, I imagine like Paul walking into a party and there's a piano and like, he's like going to be like a bit of a ham and he's going to sit down and play you something yes. and like get everyone's attention. And then he plays a dumb song and, and you're like... <laughs> That's good, Paul. That's how I feel with this song. Like, yeah. You know, it's like, it feels tossed off and it's like, it's good, but it's, it's t- tips over maudlin to me. And it's like, it's just like, eh. Yeah. Okay. What, okay. What does it do for you in the end? Like, what, what do you get? It's just, it's super sweet. Like, I, I just, yeah. he's the cute one and he's the, and I want a bit of sweetness. I think, I, <laughs> Uh, especially at this where I'm where I'm putting it oh boy where I'm where I'm dropping this bad boy in here I think I think there is a place for it okay I cut it yeah okay yeah. Johnny I took that puppy to the pound baby yeah. <laughs> we put that sleep. shit down the song uh, no. I get it I think it might be uh, and, and it yeah it, has, it doesn't really have much to say <laughs> you're right um and it and uh and it does do you know what I mean about it feeling kind of that I don't know who from the seventies I'd attribute this sound to. Maybe it's him. Maybe it's wings. Part of, it's a wings. Yeah, thing. wings. It's a wings song. Yeah, um, and I like wings. <laughs> so you know, uh, you know how Queen had kind of like goofy piano songs sometimes, right? Too? It's right. Just, it's yeah, like lazing on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, 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 yeah like yeah. here's a bit of like weird gay pistache for like yeah. the yes. middle of the record. Yes. Here's some here's some Harry Chapin for you. Yeah. yeah. There you yeah. go. Uh, I'm so tired. I feel like this always stops the album cold um so it was easy for me to take it off um there's slower stuff on here uh that i can that i can get with but to me it's just uh yeah i get it you're tired and and it it never really does anything for me johnny oh this was one of my favorite this is one of my favorite songs on the album really? i love i love the how it builds sonically but it just like it explodes and it fucking oh no no this song Sorry, you cut off a bit there. Fucking rocks. I love this. This is one of my favorite okay. man. I love the progression of the sound. It, it explodes. And uh, especially because the, the documentary that I saw that I love that came out in the late 80s, this was the song they used as they slowly faded away mm-hmm. to indicate the breakup of the Beatles. And uh, <laughs> yeah, this is one of my favorite tunes on the album. This is one of my favorite John songs. Really? Interesting. Yeah. I... Uh, 
I think in terms of that that build and and I think I for me there's other spots in the album where that and like or then when it just gets really loud and by the song that's coming up later that um does it a bit more for me uh Teddy what do you think yeah I agree with Johnny I love this song mm. I it's one of my very favorite Beatles songs um you guys wow I, I, you I need that, to reevaluate yeah I have a theory about like about heaviness in music and it's like it doesn't always equate to loudness right and like some of the the loud stuff on the record is not actually very heavy, but this song's like extremely heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, like the the vibe of it and the sonic feel of it, like it's and and what Johnny said, like the way it builds and then explodes. Yeah, you're like, right. Like I, I think it's you. like yeah, it's you know it might depend on where you put it on your on your track list, but mm-hmm. for me it stays. It's, this is great. Mm-hmm. Trying to think of where I would what I would switch out. Yeah, okay, I see a possibility for where am I? Yeah. I, I might reevaluate. I'm so tired. Hey, if, if I if if I was George Martin in, in charge of this, I would have made this whole album uh like side to Abbey Road. It just would have been a medley. Yeah. Ah, hey, I love that stuff. That's what I'm talking about. That's what like I thought. Um, I, that's why I love Abbey Road. Is that just like you just start to see this potential for like a, look what we could possibly be doing here if we knew we weren't calling it a day. Um. All right. So we we split a bit on that. Interesting. You guys have made me rethink it. And then we yeah. go into. Um, that's why we're here travis yep uh uh the other stone cold classic blackbird uh another just okay here's paul you want to talk about effortless this guy he has like three yesterdays on this album and i've i and i get if you're not into if you if you have i only need one yesterday i can understand that but i'm putting all three yesterdays on this album because i love it so much um what am i going to say about blackbird one of the most covered albums or covered songs of all time it's all sorts of great different versions uh yes it's on there johnny oh of course like i i look at i lean more towards john's stuff and and i don't obviously it's clear i don't like paul's goofy stuff but this isn't goofy this is just beautiful it's yeah this one this is one of paul's best tunes this is like this is what paul would i remember the story in the book guys where uh, the fangirls who just camped outside of their houses like stalkers. He worked this song out in his window so they could hear him work this song out. And they were swooning on the uh, on it on his property. And I'm like, that that alone makes me love this fucking song. <laughs> Teddy, you uh, despise the song Blackbird. Why? No, I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's it's like if Martha, my dear, is is Paul just like throwing one off. The, this is. Like I believe he like worked hard at this, and it's like mm. this is what he can do when he when he really put his mind to it. You know, it was like, you know, there's a few songs that, that Paul did with the Beatles that are like flawless, and this is one of them. Mm. Yeah, you, you can't you can't really say anything bad about it. No, nothing. No, uh, Piggies. On the other hand, uh, this, uh, this is the second Harrison track on the album. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, it, it does not make it for me. I think that this is the type of. Um, this sounds more granny than anything uh, uh paul writes uh i i i, I this uh, not into this the cheekiness <laughs> here at all like uh, this doesn't do it for me uh johnny no no the song stinks yeah. it's uh it because i always heard that it was about being a vegetarian and i was just like yeah 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 shove it paul i'm having a burger you know i mean if it had been about the cops and they made the clear, then it would made made my list. And I was like, that's right. that's taking a stand. In oh, there was somebody. There was somebody who thought that's what it was. About. Well, yes. Yeah, so, oh, I forgot there was a feller. <laughs> uh, Teddy piggies. 
No, don't like it. I mean, it's funny because like the story about about George is like, oh, the Beatles put all this junk on the record and like good George songs didn't make it. And like, but then like this is like the third song that that he did get on the record. And it's, you know, it like doesn't speak very well of like what he had in the hopper in like 1968. Yeah. This is, you know, the the third song that, that he managed to get in there. You know, no. he, in 1968, he um, when he, they had to just write a few songs real quick for Yellow Submarine that they didn't give a shit about. The songs he wrote for that were better than Piggies. Yeah, right? it's it's baffling. I don't actually know the history behind like why they picked it or, hmm. you know, but there's all these stories about like them being so critical about about his songwriting. Maybe hmm. it was just to like, you know, I, I don't know, but it's, maybe, it's it's out. Maybe it was during the bud trip. They, they committed to it. Uh, yeah, so Piggies does not make it. But uh, here we go. Uh, this is what I think is the uh, the other side of the, the Bungalow Bill coin is Rocky Raccoon. And this one I like uh, a lot more. It's a fable. Or it reads like a fable. And this, uh, again, like I'm loving Paul, as you guys can tell. Um, uh, I don't know. I have an attachment to this in my college years as well. Um, Johnny, uh, former guest on Mystery Titans Theater, Terry Ladd, uh, joined us with James Hamilton uh, for a show uh, a while back. He used to sing this song live uh, when I was in college, um, and uh, I, I just think it's, uh, I think it's great. It, it like it feels, it feels more like, like again, like if Paul's trying to to do like that Piff Helmet kind of adventure story uh, before with Bungalow Bill and not quite doing it this feels like somebody who's written a, a good little fable that that does uh kind of wrap up in the right way um at least for me rocky raccoon good times for me it's on the thing teddy no i cut it Ooh. i mean mostly in fairness to to bungalow bill because it's like if bungalow bill came off then, then so <laughs> okay, i get it i get it I, I feel like the, like i don't know if this is how it worked but like john had one and paul had one and it was like you know, mm-hmm. they were both sort of like misguided in my, my life. I, I like it. It's just like if we had to cut, I, you had to cut somewhere, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I was going for a vibe and this this song didn't make the cut. Okay. Johnny? Oh, it's one of my favorite songs on the album. Uh, you have totally made my cut. Rocky, Rocky Raccoon is doing a, it, it, it's a Western. They're doing a bit, it, it, yeah. doing a bit, their sort of take on, you know, maybe what the birds are doing with a little kind of a you know western rock sort of kind of stories through a beatles lens i it's one it's one of my favorites it's that song was in my head all day the other day thinking mm-hmm. about this podcast mm-hmm. i love rocky raccoon yeah i like uh i like the the um the lack of polish to it as well it, it seems a little messy i like i like the that. They're not, they do that they do that they do that um um i feel like they're a little more freewheeling with uh um, making things not as crisp in this album than they had been before. I mean, I, I could be wrong when I'm thinking about itineraries or, or the dates in which the other things came out. Uh, okay. Uh, and then... Hey, Travis, uh, Travis, I'm sorry. I, I, I got to go to the... Yeah, take a yeah, quick yeah, break. yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's go. I'll take I'll, a quick break. I'll be right back. Yeah, I'm going to grab a beer too. Teddy, you okay? Mm-hmm. I'm good. Okay, I'm right back.
<laughs> All right, some interesting uh, uh, picks so far. We're right about the halfway point. Hey, we're pretty close. I think so. Yeah, because yeah. some of them will go pretty quick. I think there's yeah. there's some filler coming up. Mm -hmm. How's Hugo doing, buddy? He's good. Yeah, he's actually like he's been under the weather the last couple of days, but yeah, not COVID, thankfully. That's good. I mean, we tested him. It might be COVID. I don't know, but um, I'm not sick, so probably not COVID. How about you? Nora doing okay? Yeah, yeah. She had a swimming uh, birthday party today with a whole bunch of people. That's uh, fun. It was a good time. Yeah. Um, That's my idea of a nightmare is having a birthday for Hugo, which is a swimming party. He always asks for it every year. Yeah. I'm just like, fuck no. <laughs> this sounds horrible. <laughs> Well, she, she, because she's eight, she got a different wristband than most of the other kids who are seven <laughs> could kind of like go off on her own. Well, that's um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what uh, Christine was saying. So we could just, yeah, whatever. If she's, I'm going to go have a couple shots. We'll see you in a while. Okay. Uh, so uh, last we, uh, we finished talking about Rocky Raccoon and we go into uh is this mr starkey's first appearance yeah that's it uh uh don't pass me by uh ringo's song um i'm gonna <laughs> spoiler alert it's uh yes this made my cut and it's the only ringo song that 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 made the the cut for me uh i like it because it, it and especially I, I like where i put it uh on on my album um it feels like a uh uh, just like a pub song like you're getting uh shittered uh uh with the boys um uh, and like the local band just kind of stomping feet and stuff. I really like it. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, Teddy? No, I cut it. When I, when I bad because it's like, how many songs did Ringo write? And, and you know, here here's one. On Is this the record. only song he wrote on this album? Yes. Yes. I know he sings on the other one, but this is like the song he wrote on this album. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it was kind of a big deal for him because I, I read something about him, like thinking about it since like 1963, you know, like it took him a long time to, to get it out. And, but it just doesn't no. do anything for me. I mean, it's fine, but yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's got us shaking our butts here in the, in the, when we play it again, like we got to We got to cut something. Yeah, I got Some, okay. Something's got to go. So. All right, Johnny. Oh, I love this tune. Cause this is, I mean that Ringo was got was got famous for when the Beatles were doing so many covers on their early albums. Ringo did all the, the he did a few Buck Owens covers, mm -hmm. Buck Owens and the Buckaroos. This is his homage to the Bakersfield sound, the, mm -hmm. the, of those songs that he covered, and uh, and I love it. This is a country stomp uh, jamboree song. Yeah, yeah, uh, cool. Um, and then uh, we go into. Uh, this is just Paul messing around, it feels like. Why don't we do it in the road? Um, okay, originally, let me tell you this. Originally, I had a 16-track album, and it felt so short. Like, it still didn't feel like a full enough album, so I felt like I had to add. This was a late keep for me, just because I found it as, like, it finishes off side one for me. Uh, just because I like, again, I love, uh, Paul's the best singer, um, and I love when he, um, uh, belts it out and I, and I don't care if he fucks around for a bit because it should have, like I said, there should be some level of experimentation in this album. Cause I think that's a vibe they wanted to put out there is that they are kind of fucking around. Um, and so I think, uh, like I said, this was a last minute 
um, almost addition. Like it was originally cut, but then I added two more uh, uh, songs to finish off with 18 instead of 16. This finishes off uh, side one for me, but I can totally understand it not making somebody's cut. Johnny, what about you? Well, at first, I I love this tune. But at first, I was like, well, I'm putting together this. I'm trying to make it the, the, the album links as realistic as possible. And then I realized, I'm like, hey, who gives a shit? I'm leaving it in. So, yes. Yeah, yeah. So side two, side two of my album is 25 minutes long. Sorry. Uh, and it's, and it's in my list. Okay. Teddy? I cut it because, I mean, I was trying to stay at 16 songs and like okay. roughly 48 minutes. Um, yeah. it, it might be the song I put back in. I love the way Paul sings on it. Mm-hmm. When I was like, you know, a teenager and trying to like figure out how to sing in a band, it was like, how do I get my voice to do that? Where you like, you know, you like your voice breaks at the top. And it's like the answer is you have to like sing for a lot of years to like, you know, break your voice. Yes. It's like yes. it, was hard, it was hard for me to like figure that out. So I was like, how come I can't? Like, it doesn't work. I just like just scream. It doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. But Paul could do it. it and cool. the, but then the guitars in it too, man. This song, this is a rocker, dude. This, this mm. song, this song, this song lopes that loping rock. That that loping rocks uh, sound that they, they keep experimenting with is what I really dig. It's it's it's. I I love the songs on here that sound like what the Stones were doing uh, mm-hmm. around that same time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I mean. It is. It does feel kind of half baked, but I think that's on purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And I and, and uh, so I, I, I especially like wrapping up a uh, side one. Uh, perfect uh, for me. That's what, where I put it. Um, okay, so after that, we go into "I Will," another uh, Paul song, and another fucking uh, yesterday adjacent uh, to me. I, I I'm not gonna kick off any of these uh, uh, Paul uh, acoustic songs because I love it. I love that sound too much. What am I? <laughs> Uh, I don't know what else to say about it. Uh, Johnny, does it make? I cut it. I cut it, and I'm not going to say I dislike it. I, I find it utterly forgettable. Okay, Teddy. Um, sort of the same. I cut it. it yeah. It's nice. It's a nice song. But I get it. I mean, like of the three acoustics on here, it's the third best. Right. But it's just like I think we just take it for for granted that 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 this guy here. I'm going to just uh, go out with my guitar. Again, my acoustic guitar and sing another cute little song that is just like pe- people would die to write i will you know what sure. i mean and if blackbird uh, wasn't on the record you'd you'd go like i will is yeah is an amazing paul song but no one ever talks yeah. about it for that yeah. reason yeah i think so yeah I, I, that's it i i can see it if you're gonna pick this or another one we're gonna get to um or if you're gonna pick two of the three then i can see this being the one that you leave off mm-hmm. uh all right, and then I uh, followed up with uh, Julia, a Paul, or pardon me, a John song about his mom. Or, um, uh, that it's a love song, but with that that kind of darkness that I talked about that you get from John before. This is you talked about sequencing at the beginning, Johnny. This is the only uh, out of our. These are the only songs I kept as they are on the album. Um, I have them late on side two but I put them right next to each other. I like the way I will and Julia kind of go into each other. Uh, Johnny, Julia. I agree. I agree. They do go well into each other, but I cut Julia as well. I get it. Your mm. mom died. Get over it. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm kidding around, but I know I think it drags it down. It sounds like something that should have been on uh, his first solo album to me. I think, it, I think it, the I will Julia thing, as good as it sounds together, I think drags the album down. I got rid of both of them. 
All right, Teddy. It's my favorite I, John Lennon song. So I know it, you love it, this song. Yeah. I remember you put it on uh, when, when Teddy and I first met. We worked together uh, for uh, a, a, a nonprofit organization or something. I can't remember what it was. Um, <laughs> a little place. <laughs> and uh, we, we uh, that was, I remember we were both, uh, that summer of 1997 was big uh, for me just in like opening up to music. I remember we saw, we went to Pop Mart that, that summer and uh, that was the summer that OK Computer came out. We also went to Bridges to Babylon later. That was was that that wasn't in the summer. It was colder when we when we saw the yeah, Stones. Yeah, it was, it was October or November. October. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. But uh, where was it? Oh, oh yeah. But we we made mixtapes for each other, and uh, you had put. Uh, I remember Julia was on uh, on uh, the the tape you made for me. Um. Yeah. I know. I know. I knew the song would be on your. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it's perfect. I think it's probably John Lennon's best Beatles song. Like it's, it's, mm. you know, I, I I heard someone say this. I can't remember who it was. It might have been like Dave Grohl or someone. But they said if I had ever written that song, that would be like the last song I wrote, and I would never show it to anybody. Like it's just so perfect and like it's so quiet and like yeah, you know, it's mm -hmm. just Paul was or uh, John was like kind of kind of sappy like in his solo stuff, and I can see Johnny why you say like could have been on his like his first solo record because there's like lots of stuff like that like love and 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 stuff but you know this was kind of like the the perfect version of john doing this sound for me all right okay uh so that wraps up uh side one on uh for their for you know their version what, what do these guys know uh and then we open up uh uh, try, uh side two with birthday uh this for me uh i always associated this forever i associated this song we grew up with remember the buckshot show teddy in calgary mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the buckshot show was like a, a local type howdy doody um kid show mm -hmm. that was on in calgary and whenever they do birthdays they would play the birthday song behind it so I, that's how i knew this song but i knew this song before i knew it was a beatles song um and i still uh to this day associate with that this is almost like an instrumental um and it's wonder it's great as an instrumental it was a late addition for me um i remember when we were recording titans the other day and it was at the end of the birthday thing for uh for our buddy sean and the compilation that kelly had put together johnny you had said that that it was uh you weren't sure uh, i didn't have it. it it was another one that i added when i changed from 16 tracks to 18 uh just because man it feels it feels like um uh, like Paul Schaefer in the world's most dangerous band, like just having a, a really good time on the way out of uh, like the best show of Letterman ever. Uh, so yeah, it, it makes it for me. Johnny, what about you? Um, I had said it, um, it was on the bubble. And when I put together my list and I did, here's all the ones I'm definitely cutting and here's, or here's what I'm definitely keeping. And then realized I'm like, Oh, I don't have enough for an album here. Some of these songs are only a minute long, you know, <laughs> uh then that brought birthday back in as because there's the as one of the uh, about a minute 40 you know or two minute songs you know and you need to have those as you know in, in between the longer ones or 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 string them together mm -hmm. to, to fill out all the time on this so then birthday got back in my list nice teddy no i cut it to what? me it's the same as like uh back in the ussr i guess okay so i thought i could have one or both or yeah and i just chose ussr instead it's like mm -hmm. you know it's, it's okay but it's it's just okay i just think uh out of all like that for the instrumentation for like a band having a good time this is that that's what i mean like that kind of almost mm -hmm. 
like that kind of house band. This is what it feels like uh, more than any other in the album. And, and I and I really like that the more I listen to it uh, in these recent uh, replays. Um, uh, Your Blues. Oh, my God. I love this song. I love Your Blues. So you talk about heavy and, and soul and, um, uh, uh, you know, the the loudness uh that you had mentioned uh teddy and coming from and this is actually a loud song and it's got that distortion and everything and um i yeah uh for sure it feels real and raw and i'm into it teddy your blues yeah it, it stays for me it's like it's very contemporary for them for 1968 it kind of like recognizes that thing, things have changed since like 1966 you know like things are just about to explode, right? And go in a different direction with like Cream and Led Zeppelin and all, all sorts of stuff, which is different by like 1969. And the Beatles are actually kind of on the cusp of it, like in some ways where they like are, are there like doing this jam song and it's it's very good for me. Mm-hmm. Johnny? I like your blues, but it didn't make my list as I was wow. putting together my album. I, I like it just fine. Um, and and maybe it's because I really like the 68 jam uh, sound, like mainly, uh, you know, out of uh, San Francisco. And I hear this one, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. You know, it, it's, it's no quick silver messenger service. Let me tell you that, but uh, it's fine. I'm going to have to Google that, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, interesting. As I, I'm interested to see where I'm interested to hear where it shows up in you. Cause it's such a, it's a it's a momentum shift when it, mm-hmm, uh, it, mm-hmm. it there's no place where you can put it where it isn't a momentum shift just because it's such a yeah uh it is what it is uh leads us into mother nature's son which again i think is the other um the second best uh yesterday type uh song from paul in here um i love it of course i love the yesterday type songs i love how he can just throw in a do, 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 do. Like that at the end, like it's no big deal. But man, how long did it take to get that little do 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 perfect? You know, I think about that stuff. Uh, uh, <laughs> I really, really like this song. Um, oh, it only took one try, yeah. actually. A one track wonder, aren't I? Isn't it? Johnny, Mother Nature. <laughs> oh, it makes stuff. my list. It makes yeah. my list. I love this song. Yeah. Yeah, uh, me as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what yeah. else you can say about it. It's really pretty. So pretty uh all right uh uh, so we saw they are in india and uh you know they're having some problems with uh, the maharishi some disagreements i guess along the way uh which leads us into these next two tracks Uh, everybody's got something to hide except for me and my monkey to me this was an easy uh no um it doesn't uh you want to talk about songs not being about anything I know it's meant to be like they're just repeating a bunch of the shit that was was being told to them during their like meditation seminars. Um, Doesn't do anything for me. It it feels half baked and not in a a good half baked way that uh, happiness or pardon me. um, Why don't we do it in the road is Ted? Yeah, see, I would flip the coin from why don't we do it in the road and keep it like to me, it's the same as that song, but like I like it better. Uh, I like the speed of it. I like the vibe of it. Um, I just think it's funny too. Everybody's got something to hide except. For yeah, I mean, it, like yeah, as okay. a kid, it, I think I came across it as a kid, and I was like, "What's that about?" Like, yes, you know. And now, like, I kind of know what it's about now. It's just like, a, like you said, it's like a play on a saying that the, yeah, she said to them. But uh, I think it's funny, and I, I keep it. 
Ah, okay. But yeah, you agree with my take that it that it is kind of half-baked the same way that why don't we do it in the road is? Yeah, but it, to me it's like I want at least one moment on the album where they're they're just playing and yeah. you know, you can hear them playing as a band and they just like do this stupid song and <laughs> you know. So like, yeah. I love this fucking song. This song rocks. I don't even I didn't. I didn't know it was about this. I knew the next song was about the Maharishi forever. Yeah, I never heard this was. All I thought was this was just a bunch of, you know, nonsensical rock and roll lyrics with that with a jamming fucking song. It, it, with that constant cowbell is like inside is out when your outside is in. That's like come together, man. It's and for a minute forty one song. Just like, why don't we do it in the 224 road? Two twenty-four. I've got here. It's yeah. two twenty-four. Well, still, that's yeah. a that's a short song, man. Yeah, yeah, I and, know. Uh, but that's what I mean. It's it like, rocks. In that it's, it yeah, rocks. and it's all just like I think it's like for me. Yeah, yeah. If you want to, if you want guys just fucking around, if that's what you want, uh, guys just fucking around, <laughs> and these are great to hear guys fucking around. Then I can see, yeah, you put this and why why don't we do it in the road? But for me and Ted, we we've kind of flipped it here. Um, uh, yeah, I like I I can. I can totally understand uh, why it would be one or the other too, or both. If that's because this is like, it's like me, and my, me, me, including <laughs> I will, right. I'm the one who includes I will, because I need that. I need my yesterday fix, right. You can make me a whole album of, of yesterday's and I'll be happy. Um, all right. Uh, and then sexy Sadie, uh, never did anything for me still to this yeah. day. Um, it's just uh, this low energy that doesn't uh, turn into anything. Johnny, I can see you agree. No, nah, nah, I've never, I never liked the song. It's yeah, yeah. It's the same sort of thing where they're just kind of pissing on this this dude who screwed them over. <laughs> like I don't, like it's so weird. And even then, I don't care about that. Even just as a song, I just don't, I don't. find it all that engaging. I don't feel it. Like, yeah, doesn't go anywhere, Teddy. Oh, I kept it. I like this. Oh, sexy yeah. Sadie. <laughs> like, if we go back to like Dear Prudence, I'm I'm trying to like like string that that sonic vibe throughout the record and to me they match mm. and, and i want that i want more of that sound so okay i keep okay. it i think i get that from from uh, a song we're getting really close to here but not okay. quite uh helter skelter uh i love i think still feels fresh and, and loud and and raw and real and was uh um you know just something that was out of left field for them uh this is a song that you'll still hear. Uh, here, I'll, I'll tell a quick story. I sang this song at the at the Stampede at the live karaoke booth um, uh, during the summer when I was dating the heir, heiress to the Miracle Girl fortune, and I sang, I sang, uh, or, or when I opened it, I said, "This is the song that um, you two stole from Charles Manson. I'm going to borrow it for the next four minutes." And then I say, <laughs> "Oh, that dude! I when that live album came out, and I heard that track, and I heard him say that I I already didn't like you. Did too. that ruffle your feathers? I, I oh. hated you. It was so fucking pretentious. I know. This big song is yeah. Like, Charles Manson stole it from the Beatles, but we're stealing it back and everything. Yeah, but well, you stole a on um, the whole uh, playing a, a concert on top of a roof." For a video. Beatles as well. That's right. Yeah. Good artist borrow. Great artist I'm, steal. I'm, I'm, I'm not a U2-man. I don't care for him. I know you're <laughs> Um, But uh, Helter Skelter, does it make your list? Oh, of course, man. This is, this is, I think, as you can tell, I'm leaning more towards the rockers on yeah. this. Uh, yeah, and, and it's the best of them. 
This mm-hmm. song fucking it, rocks. How could you leave this off? This I is know. the most famous song on the album. Yeah, other than uh, I'd say, uh, wow, I got Blackbird and you got uh, well, my guitar. Oh, I'm talking about okay, but not for a good reason. But I mean, because of Manson, how can we leave it off? Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying, Teddy Helter Skelter. Yes, it stays. I love it. Um, Do you remember Travis when we worked for the nonprofit? There, there was a day (laughs) where we got in trouble for going for lunch early. Yeah, probably. And and like. You know, you might remember this, but my dad was the the CEO or the, the head of the nonprofit. So he like called all the summer students in and like yes. yelled at us. And like I told Travis after when my dad yells at me, because it's like I get yelled at all the time by my dad, but it was new for everyone else in the office. And I was like, when my dad yells at me, I think about Helter Skelter. <laughs> and I just like play it in my head like really loud. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, screw you dad like yeah. to me it's like that's the the vibe of the song i like it for that reason. dude i can remember that so well and i can remember like uh, we had been talking uh during that day about what we would be like if we were an alien and it would be like quiet and then like a dude's like some sort of attack like where we like le- lashed out with our hands and i remember we all walked out and uh, quietly after that thing but you kind of did a quick one of those like that alien attack to me and i almost lost it i don't remember that actually i don't remember that at all yeah, i remember the helter skelter thing but that's that. funny, funny the way we can put these these moments in time back together uh fantastic um okay so yeah helter skelter i've known forever that i love this song and and that i still love it long 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 oh my god in this read listen uh johnny thank you i uh, thank you for telling me to re-listen to the white album long 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 might be one of my new favorite beatles songs mm-hmm. man i love this song you want to talk about the change from um uh in sound and loud this is uh ringo's time to shine where they just pound the drums like it just comes out of nowhere after this this kind of quiet start and this is george weird um which is a little different than john weird i don't think i ever knew this was a george song until recently excuse me um uh i really really like this this is better than any of uh george uh kind of messing around on uh, on um uh, Pe- Sergeant Peppers. What does he have on Sergeant Peppers? Only a Northern song and oh, no, 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 within no, you, no, without you. Well, Northern songs uh, not on Sergeant on, Pepper. Northern songs uh, the from the Yellow, Yellow Submarine. Submarine. Yes, yes, yes. Then what's yeah. up within you, without you? Is that, yes, the, that one, yeah. with the more sit? I've never really liked the more sitari stuff from uh, um, uh, George, but uh, this song is wow. Uh, this is a beast of a song and like a quiet little. A quiet little uh, one that you don't realize that it's it's super accomplished. Um, I really like it, uh, Teddy. Yeah, I kept it too. Um, I wanted George to have two on 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 the record, mm-hmm. the edited record, and this. I mean, it's obviously not like while well, my guitar gently weeps, but it's. I think it's pretty strong. Mm-hmm. You know, Johnny. Johnny, you said yeah. you loved it as well. Oh, oh, it's the forgotten great song on the on the White Album. I think so. And I agree. Always the surprise. Long, long, long. I picture. I always like to picture it. Also, like, well, if I was seeing them play live with like good a good sound system, what yeah. would it sound like? Long, long, long would also be really loud but yeah. slow. Yeah. So, it would be when Paul and John go off to to, to, to smoke a fag where we can maybe maybe change our, our stinking shirts. Oh, no, no. They got to play rhythm guitar. And but, no, no. I mean, like, while well, there'd be an extended opening uh, is what I'm saying. Well, they have to do these all things where they go. Put go Ringo out, behind a set of drums like John Bonham. Go ahead and take a piss. Yeah. Oh, man. 
Yeah, I love it. I love long, long, long. It's great. Um, uh, Revolution one. What's the point? I, uh, it's a, I, I, I like the the other version better. And and this is a fine song, but I don't I don't see a uh, reason for it on the album within these tracks. Johnny, I can tell you, you're going to fight me on this. I disagree. This is my favorite version of it, minus. The Ubi Doo-Wops, I don't like the Ubi Doo-Wops all that much, but within the Beatles, uh, I don't mind it. I like the slow loping version of it a lot. And, um, yeah, I, I like the, it. The dead, the, dead, the dead covered this every now and then. I heard it once, and they played it this style as, mm-hmm. a, like, as a surprise encore once in a blue moon. No, no Ubi Doo-Wops. Uh, so <laughs> it, it sounded good. Uh, and I just... I didn't. I thought I was gonna cut it, and I was listening to it the other night, and I was sitting there, and I'm grooving in the fucking garage, and I'm like, "This is on the list. This is a stone groove, man." I I I love this song, and especially where I'm placing it. I might reevaluate. It's just it's just so like to me, it's that the the other song already exists. The other the original version already exists, and this feels like this would be a B side somewhere, like on an album. At this point, like I don't. I, I did not enough of a compelling reason, but I, I will listen to it again. Uh, Teddy? No, I cut it. I mean, it's, it's fine for me, but it's like, to me, the only thing I dislike about it is that it reminds you about the Beatles' politics. It's like <laughs> you don't have to think about until, like, you know, the, the record is almost done. And then and then you do think about it, and you're just like, well, it's kind of a bummer, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's 1968, and, like, what, what did they have to say? Hmm. It's like, it's not great. Right. You know, so, right. I mean, there's that you can ignore that, and the song is fine on its own. I like the other version better. I like this version fine, but to, mm-hmm. to me, I, yeah, man, that's what I love. On the it's on one of the reds and blues. I used to when I first had a CD player. That's the loudest I would turn my my thing up just for the opening of that uh, Revolution Number Nine. I love or, or the original mm-hmm. Revolution. Uh, I love that opening guitar. Uh, Johnny, any last? Uh, well, I believe this about? is the original Revolution. Oh, right? I guess it is one, and, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they did. The, I, I'm just like, I like them both. Why not do both? You're the Beatles. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I get it. I feel like the uh, the the message has not aged the best. Uh, Honey Pie doesn't do it for me. Uh, I barely listened to it again in this re-listen just because I never really liked it to begin with. Um, Johnny immediately dropped. Okay, Teddy. Yeah. Yeah, same thing. It's like, what can I cut without thinking honey pie goes first? <laughs> yep. The less said about it, the better. Yeah. Uh, okay, and Savoy Truffle. Here's where um, here's where I said, if you're going to put Glass Onion on here, then I can see why you wouldn't keep Savoy Truffle. I kept Savoy Truffle. I like the uh, I like that vibe a little bit more. Uh, my wife, who uh, entered the room here recently, is a, uh, was more into Supergrass than I was uh, around that time. And that's the vibe I get from this song. Also bands of that era like uh, Dandy Warhols, you know what I mean? Kind of, uh, I like it. Uh, I don't think it has much to say. It's kind of silly, but I think- It's about, it's about, it's about uh, candy. Yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah, eating some sort of tasty food or something, right? Yeah. Oh, it's literally about a box of candy, and he's, he's listing all the flavors in the box of candy. Uh, that sounds fun. Hey, let's dance. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, it works for me. Uh, as I said, for me, it's either, uh, like, I can see if you're going to keep, if you're not in love with, what what was I saying before? Glass Onion. Um, I'd keep uh, Savoy Truffle instead. 
Uh, Teddy, you kept glass onion, but I don't think you like Savoy truffle, right? Yeah, I don't love it. Um, I can't remember. Did we have that that conversation over text about how they're the same and you got to keep one? But no, but I, I, I might have kind of hinted at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to me, I just was like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> yes, it's okay. Yeah, okay. Johnny, you like? Candy? I, I I think it I think it kind of rocks okay, you know, because it's about nothing. It's it's literally about candy. That's what it's about, and. And it kind of rocks okay, but I cut it. It was like, this doesn't need to be on. Uh, mm-hmm. Not on my it. list, sir. Yeah, yeah it was a, a kind of a late one for me, too. And I, I found a spot for it. Um, cry, baby, cry. I also found a spot for, um, again, I think for me, this was, what was, oh, I, I had this instead of, uh, I'm so tired. What you get from I'm so tired, I think I get a bit more from cry, baby, cry. Um, I feel the a bit of heaviness there even though it's not an overly heavy song um ted does cry baby cry make your list yes i kept it it's like it uh almost closes the album i, I put it right down at the end i kept you know kept it pretty much where the beatles kept it but mm. uh, i like it a lot i like the sort of just like yeah i like the the lyric about the king and queen like it's it, everything is good about this song for me mm-hmm. this is a john song right mm-hmm. yeah Johnny, uh, oh, this makes my list. This makes my list. This, this is a nice, uh, like, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's, it's slow. It's slow and ponderous and rocking, and, and but it's also got this like the little like you cry, baby, cry. And like I love, I just love the sound, this the whole the sound, and the, I love the groove of it, man. I sound like a kid on fucking Dick Clark. <laughs> I, it's great. I, I, I just three and three quarter start and here's the funny thing it's one of the ones when i was going well i'm gonna cut 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 well let me just listen and i heard cry baby cry i was like oh i forgot i like this song yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it made my list yeah um did you guys re-listen to revolution nine no. all the way of course through. i didn't either. twice <laughs> yeah uh i think that's a, a quick and easy uh removal i mean it's just not a it's not a track but not to say that it hasn't like uh, i've heard all sorts it's influential and the sampling is is what it is it's just it's not a song it, it's it's uh it is what it and i got my i i get my i'm able to sneak in my as i said i love the uh, paul is dead stuff i was able to sneak that in with the uh uh the ringo song don't pass me by as uh, you were in a car crash and you lost your hair is uh is uh the the way i'm able to sneak that in because i also removed piggies has the has the backwards stuff at the end. Um, anyways. Uh, I, I, I said that at this, at, when I was a teenager, I was a real John guy. He was one of my heroes, you know, with, with all that shit. But there was still a part of me that heard certain shit and went, yeah, he was a bit up his own ass, wasn't he? And that this was one of them. I'm like, this, I was like, this is him throwing a fucking temper tantrum. And I, and I, and I didn't, didn't care for it. Yeah, I, I, I don't think we're supposed to be like, huh? No, no, that's no. I like what they did around. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? It's going to be on the album, or else nothing yeah. else. I do well, um, and I kind of, but I, but I kind of like that. Like, whatever. Like somebody who has that much power as an artist, like go for it. Like I, I, I'm okay with with people fucking around. Um, if you know, even back then, even back then, uh, to have that much power to include. Eight minutes and twenty-two seconds of of noise samples. The Watusi, uh, and then it finishes with uh, "Good Night," which feel to me uh, it's it's too obvious. It has the same sort of obviousness that I don't like about 
um, back in the USSR. Like, it's just like, it's too on the nose. Like, hey, we're being silly kind of thing. And this is not so much. So the instrumentation is nice. It's funny that they pick uh, Ringo to sing this song. But it's just like, it's too, it's, like, it's the end of the album, isn't it? We're singing goodnight. We're tucking you all in. Like, it's too, it's too, uh, it was always a little too on the nose for me. Um, because it sounds like, and here's all four of them in top hats and tails singing yes. this to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and yeah. they and they have a much better they have a much better lullaby on uh, Abbey Road in Golden Scissors. Yeah. Uh, Teddy. Yeah, it's it's too maudlin and silly. Like yeah. it's just you know I, I understand they want to finish the album and do do something a little bit conceptual. I guess it's that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a bit it's a bit sort of like tongue in cheek and all of that and. You know, here's the actual Beatles saying goodnight. It's not a song. It's like, it's like a like a bit of like flourish at the end of the yeah, record, yeah. like, it's like it's outro, like a, you know. But yeah, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. I, I cut it. Yeah. Yep. All right. So that brings us to uh, what? What order do we want to do this? I mean, I'll I'll get mine out of the way first. Okay. Because uh, I got it right here. This is uh, the way I cut it down to. Like I said, eighteen. Uh, I open with, as we said, Dear Prudence. I think it feels like a really nice uh, kind of welcome everybody into thing. And that they they are everybody's showing their chops early. And then boom, right into well, While My Guitar Gently Weeps, just like a monster of a song. Then I go into Don't Pass Me By. So it shows that they're, they're not too overly serious too early on. And it's a good time. And we we're getting Ringo out of the way early. Then I got my first Paul uh, Ballad with Mother Nature's Son. And I want to tell you right now, the transition from Mother Nature's Son into Long, Long, Long woo, for track five is the best. It might be the my favorite uh, one-two punch on this album. Then, I got, uh, then I've got Savoy Truffle, so I'm really George heavy on track uh, uh, or side one here into uh, Rocky Raccoon and Why Don't We Do It in the Road to wrap up uh, side one. All right. Uh, after that, uh, I open with Happiness is a Warm Gun, as I mentioned. Then I go into our second... Uh, uh, Stone Cold Classic of the of the album with Blackbird. I think that that's a nice kind of one-two punch. Um, then I got Your Blues. We're getting heavier. And then the Happy Birthday, the good time that comes with that. Uh, slows down a bit into Cry Baby Cry, but it's still heavy. And that heaviness goes into that Helter Skelter, the loudest they get, where it kind of feels like, to me, I like putting this late in the album where it's just kind of like, because it does feel like, all right, well, I'm going to try this and I'm going to try this and we're going to go back and forth, right? And it almost like we're booking a, uh, a wrestling card, Johnny, where I've got uh, like the mid card is in the beginning with, with George and thing, and it kind of turns into the heavyweight with uh, with uh, John and, and Paul going back and forth at the end here where I go, Cry Baby Cry, 14, into Helter Skelter for 15, and then I Will and Julia for 16 and 17. As I said, I kept that thing and then I finished with, uh, the the other Stone Cold classic, you end with just them just showing, don't forget, we can still just put out oh bloody blah da's. We could do this for the rest of our fucking life if we wanted to. Uh, and uh, and you guys are going to lap it up. That's my uh, 18, my my 18 songs. But as I said, my last, my late additions where I almost finished with Rocky Raccoon, but I then I added Why Don't We Do It In The Road? And then I added Happy Birthday Between Your Blues and Cry Baby Cry on track two. Or pardon me, on side two of the album, of the LP. Any thoughts, you guys? You feel the vibe? Sounds pretty strong. Yeah? Yeah, I like that. All right. Uh, All right, who wants to go next? Johnny, we know a bit more about yours already, so why don't you uh, uh, go into it? All right, so my side one 
starts with, like I said, back in the USSR into Dear Prudence into While My Guitar Gently Weeps, then Birthday into I'm So Tired, and then Double Paul Acoustic Rocky Raccoon into Blackbird Mm -hmm. to end the first side with the tweet tweets. Ah. Side two opens with The Rock. With Helter Skelter into Monkey into Why Don't We Do It Into The Road into Long, Long, Long. Bring it up a little bit with the Stomper Don't Pass Me By into Cry Baby Cry, Mother Nature's Son, and bring it all home with some fun rock and roll with Revolution Number One. Okay. All right. Interesting finish. Finish with Revolution Number One. I'm going to put I'm gonna put together these playlists and I'll put them up uh, for everyone to, to listen through and the uh... There'll be an extensive uh, voting system um, <laughs> involving GoFundMe's and all sorts of stuff. So uh, just keep an eye Primarily. on that. Yeah. Debate. <laughs> Eddie, let's hear your uh, your white album. Okay. Uh, open the side one with Helter Skelter. Uh, and then Obladi Oblada. Uh, into Dear Prudence and Sexy Sadie. And then Glass Onion and I'm So Tired. Uh, then side one finishes with happiness as a warm gun into while my guitar gently weeps. Mm. Um, when I used to make mixtapes for girls, I'd always like try to put like the most significant song, like at the end, you know? So it's like, you know, they would like never speak to me about it, but like, I would assume that like, you'd be, you'd be like, it's yeah. like we're building to something here. Yeah. Here's the, so that's, this week we get like yeah. George at the end of side one. Okay. Uh, side two uh, is a little bit more eclectic. Um, start with blackbird to start us like do something unexpected and start soft and then immediately into back into the ussr uh into your blues everybody's got something to hide except for me and my monkey uh and then the album's kind of like a downer to finish we go from like mother nature's son to long 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 uh cry baby cry and julia julia oh my god what are you doing to me on the way out of that thing well, it's like if you, if you want to, if you want to, like tell a girl you like her, you go like, yeah, yes. Here's the most beautiful song at the end. I didn't realize yeah. that's what's not the end game here. You know, no, but I could like, and then that's a reflective of the way they were feeling at the time, right? It's like well, there's a rift, as we saw, there's a bit of a rift in the beat. Some that. Well, should we finish all bloody hunky dory with your bloody blood bullshit? That's pretty I mean, good. That, the thing is, like, I caught so much of the happy stuff that, like, the album's kind of a downer in the way that I configured it. But, you know, because I cut a lot of the the sort of whimsical stuff. So mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have that relief, which is, like, the one criticism of, of maybe the way I've cut it. It's, there's no sort of, like, there's, there's no, like, real fun moments. There's no, there's mm-hmm. no like, you know, but that's okay. I, I felt, looking at mine, I mentioned it before, I really felt, obviously, there's always... I look, I look at so much through a Grateful Dead first set, second set aesthetic that came through. But what really came through on my list was I want to make them sound like what the Stones were doing at the, at that time, which I was really enjoying that culminates in you know Exile on Main Street, another double album that you could possibly do the same experiment with. But it'd be a lot harder for me because I love almost everything on that fucking album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I sort of was trying to make what I, the Beatles version of a Stones album from 69 right. uh, with my list. All right. Okay. And for me, like, uh, I'm just trying to, to, you know, I got, I got to have my, my, my paw. 
I'm just gonna, and I think I think it just speaks to You're making where wings. we are right. You're now. making wings. Yes, yes, yes exactly. Um, uh, it speaks to what, like, just kind of where we all are right now uh, in our like, you know, lives uh, as to what what uh, songs resonate with us a little more than others because we've been listening to these for, as we all said, like a couple of decades now, and you know, over over time, these songs like songs just because they are the Beatles and because everyone's talked about them to death, like it starts to just not feel like anything after a while. It's like, Oh, I've heard this song a thousand fucking times. This used to mean something to me. Um, and, and it kind of sucks. So it's, it's been really, really cool that we were able to do this guys and go back and kind of look at it with the kind of like, okay, let's try to listen to this. Like, it's just a, you know, just a band singing songs. That's a hard thing to do with the Beatles. And uh, so, uh, well, especially John- since it's at this point, they, were, they might as well have been, you know, a solo four solo acts. Right. Right. What was going on in there. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Well, cool. Um, unless we have any other uh, kind of uh, finishing thoughts or ways to wrap this up. Okay. What do we think about, um, I don't know. Who's your, yeah, no, I, all right. What are your finishing thoughts? Anything, guys, about uh, the Beatles' White Album in particular now, today, in 2022, Johnny? Were you about to say who's your favorite Beatle? I, I was thinking about it, but that's like... like It's well, okay. I, I was going to talk about, like, what do we care about more post-Beatles, post-everything? I don't know. That's why I just want to say 2022. What are your thoughts about all of this? Like, where where do they fit now? There's the most weird kind of... I'll, I'll put it to you this. I'll put it to you this way. I wrote my senior year in high school. Uh, I was taking expository composition. It was, you know, one of the, uh, the 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 high level English classes. I was an English major, so you know, it was, you know, utterly useless. But uh, and we had to learn how to do a term paper by but with coming up with a thesis and using nothing but research. And and quoting your research, you didn't care about you being witty or anything. It was all about that. And my thesis was the Beatles saved rock and roll, and okay. I got a ninety-eight on that motherfucker. Right. Nice, nice. So <laughs> interesting. I'd like it's to just it. <laughs> I, I am so much of me is inter just interspersed with the Beatles. Like I mentioned, it was part of my life. Like I said they taught it in school. Um, John was always my guy, but I, towards uh, later in life, I'm like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a George, I'm a Georgeman. Yeah. Not a Utooman, but he's a Georgeman. I, yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I am a Utooman, but I'm also a Georgeman as well. My wife and I, our first dance was at our wedding was "If Not for You" from all things like that. Beautiful song. Uh, Teddy, mm. the Beatles. Where are the, Where do they fit right now? What is, uh, what does Hugo think of the Beatles? Uh, your little boy. He's he's only aware of them because of the Beat Bugs TV right, show. Right, so right. Like every time he hears a Beatles song, he goes, "This is a Beat Bug song." So he's, you know, he he likes it, but it's it's it's, it's in his consciousness somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't God, know. These guys are ripping off the Beat Bugs. Yeah, he keeps saying that. Like, this isn't a Beat Bug. But <laughs> I think what you said is is true. That it's like I don't listen to that much Beatles anymore. I go through phases, but it it sort of does lose meaning after a while. Um. But I, I still think that people who haven't spent any time with this would listen to it 
like like I did when I was 21 and just be like, holy shit, like oh yeah, this is yeah. this is crazy. Like yeah. this this whole album is just just wild. And like that yeah, was kind of insane. me and, and you at 21 listening to it and you know, trying to like start bands and figure out how to do stuff and then listen to these guys doing stuff. And you're just like, this is it still felt out there. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I still think that's the potential to do that for someone. Sure. I hear you, Johnny. I have one last thing. Um, my good friend uh, and a uh, guy I've podcasted with for years as well, uh, Will Helmick, is also one of the most hardcore Beatles fans I know. We've talked about the Beatles on podcasts uh, years ago. Mm-hmm. And he would, I thought about inviting him to join us, and he couldn't uh, make it. But he did cool. send he, he did send his track list. Okay, let's hear this really quickly. Now, this will be uh, the way we say goodbye. All right. Uh, so I went back in the USSR, Dear Prudence. Martha, my dear, I'm so tired. Blackbird, while my guitar gently weeps, happiness is a warm gun. That's his side one. Mm-hmm. His side two, why don't we do it in the road? Into I will, into everybody's got something to hide except for me and my monkey, into nice. sexy Sadie, into Rocky Raccoon, into Julia, into Helter Skelter, and last song, long, long, long. Mm. Wow, cool. All right, great. Well, uh, thank you, Teddy. Thank you, Johnny, for joining us. Thank, thank you, uh, everyone who's, who continues to listen to uh, our shows on the Palm Podcast Network, as well as uh, us here at Yours, Mind, the Truth. I haven't put out anything recently, but I can tell that you're still listening, and I appreciate it. Um, uh, we should plug quickly Mystery Titans Theater. Uh, we love uh, the show we do live here on Twitch uh, every other Saturday. Uh, where uh, Johnny and I, uh, our guest here today, Johnny and I uh, are joined by often by our, our good friend Kelly Nelson and at least one other guest, uh, comedians, wrestling fans, where we watch old wrestling live and talk over top of it. You don't have to be a wrestling fan to to, to love it uh, and to enjoy it, um, but uh, you should uh, and come check it out. So it's uh, twitch.tv slash Jarvis Wash Machine. We had a couple of you on here today. Nobody really spoke up, but uh, thank you for joining us here live today. They knew better. Uh, other than that, yes, uh, you can find those those shows on youtube.com slash C slash Jarvis Wash Machine. Uh, that's where I put them up later. Um, Teddy, thank you. Um, oh, what's your, uh, where can we see uh, some of your recent uh, work? I love what you're doing for Canadian Dimension lately, as well as, oh my God, you got published in Jacobin and, uh, and uh, Globe and Mail, for F's sake. Uh, where can we ex- expect to see something uh, else exciting from you, sir? I don't know. I got nothing in the pipeline. So okay. you just. <laughs> Shit. You should have yeah. told me about that before. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't mention my writing. There's very <laughs> What a professional. No, I guarantee. Well, this will get. <laughs> Just hold up a sign. No plugs, please. Um, uh, uh, this will oh, give you a reason. It'll kick you in the ass. I, you've been trying to kick me in the ass to write for years. I'm not yeah, sure. I'll do something one day. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you again. It's great to see both you guys. Um, you too, buddy. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you soon.
there it is, the discussion on the uh, White Album. And, and there it is on the way out. This is kind of a, 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 I don't know if Johnny's clued in yet, but a bit of a silent agreement to, because I get to do the editing of the podcast that if if he uh, requests that we uh, insert a uh, Grateful Dead song, I will do it 100%. I will always, I will, without hesitation, sure, Johnny, it's there. But there's always going to be another song as well, just so you know. Um, uh, such a good time. Such a great, as I said, great time to have the three of, you, uh, of us together. Um, great for those two guys to meet each other. Um, and here's here's what I want. I was trying to hold off. I'd say at the end, but we we did an entire uh, podcast about the Beatles without playing a single Beatles song, uh, and I think that's an achievement in itself. Uh, <laughs> but, but but because that's uh, you will see. I'm going to post this when I post this. I will include links to the podcast or the excuse me the, the playlists uh, for the four of us, including Johnny and Wills as well. Um, uh, in the uh, the podcast description. I'll also include links on when I put it up on Twitter, which yeah, follow, uh, follow me on Twitter at WCTSS or, uh, my more wrestling Twitter related account, which is at Lucha underscore after Grund G R N D after G R N D. Um, yeah, you can, that's the mystery Titan theater one. We've talked about that before. Follow us on YouTube. There are so close to 500, all, all sorts of things open up for my account when I reach 500 followers. So if you haven't done it yet, just gosh, click like on youtube.com slash C slash Jarvis washing machine. Don't click like, I mean, you can click like on a video. I'd love that, but click subscribe that, that, that would uh, just get us over that hump and that could open some doors for us as a channel there. Uh, if you can watch that, I mean, there was all those other plugs. Those, oh, uh, yeah, join us at, um, I'm really trying to get more and more into Twitch as we did with this. Um, you know, I'm an older dude when it comes to, you know, Twitch users and things like that. <clears throat> and I'm still kind of figuring it out. Um, but it's cool. I love that platform. And I want to experiment more with that. Maybe I'll, maybe I will actually start playing some video games on there as well as uh, when we do our live shows. So that's twitch.tv slash Jarvis Washing Machine. Um, beyond that, uh, what's next for this podcast? I don't know. We'll see. I, I, this was kind of an idea that, that came to us and like, all right, let's do it. And I, I feel like that will probably be the next one. I, like, I still have plans for, for people and people have committed, but it all depends on, you know, life and things like that. So no pressure because we've all got life and uh, I'm glad that you guys keep listening. Um, because you do, it's really cool to see the numbers go up on the Metal Gear uh, episodes and, and things like that. Uh, sometimes it just takes a little while. And even like the the older episodes, like I said, the, the original one with Ted, like we're nearing 2,000 plays. That's crazy. I love it. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, I hope uh, to talk to you all again very soon. It's always fun talking rock and roll with you. Bye-bye.